If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. See yourself here. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Swords in an early break, full show ahead today, as we uh, discussed the weekend that was in sports and uh, you know, more than that. Yeah, you want to discuss more than that? Yeah, I, I, uh, you have told me that you are done with Ozark, I am not there yet, so we cannot break down that series. Yeah? I, I got the camera there. Okay, got it. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, there I, you go. I control that thing. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, craziness. Hey, um, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning to, to you. You seem frazzled. To, well, I'm trying to get this computer. Come on. You're li- there's as, people as, driving to as, work right as, now. As you know, the computer here gives me fits about every other day, and uh, it's giving me a fit again this morning as I'm getting myself on the video stream now. There's people driving to work right now. That are counting on. They're you. relying on us to be there for them this yeah, morning, and now and now we're there. There we go. Now we're set to go. They can all see us. You can watch this on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Always listen to us wherever you listen to us on podcasts or in real time right now. You can always call and text 402-464-5685. Yeah. Good morning to everybody that's driving to work. Don't one one way to make your day easier is just with sometimes with slight adjustments. A slight adjustment, Jake, would be not looking at your day as a day with problems. Look at your day as being a day with challenges. Okay. Well, then how about that? Yeah. We're just getting life lessons from Sip off the bat today. Oh, man. (laughs) You get some time to think and breathe, and you just come up with all these great things here. Now, do you understand where I'm coming from? Are you going to be Dr. Phil over here for us? Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. Approach your day not with a day rife with problems. It is a day filled with challenges. Be Marty Bird. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, off, Marty the, Bird. off the bat, TD is already texting in. TD. TD. Not Terrell Davis, I don't think, but just TD. Good morning, TD. Uh, TD says, Sip of Jake, have, have a good conversation this morning. That way everyone around me can listen as I roll into town from the south on my Harley. Love the show, boys. Whoa, whoa, TD. TD. You rolling in with the radio on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can, can you hear the, Can you hear radio in a Harley? Yeah, you can. You definitely can. He's battling wind right now. Uh, 
but I, it's not. Horrible. By the way, it feels like it feels like Gulf Shores outside. It, it is does. like seventy five degrees. I heard the birds chirping this morning. It, does. it felt like I had like a, a, a an ocean wind on me. Yeah, it does feel that. I way. woke up. I said, "Am I am I in Lincoln or am I in the Gulf Shores?" It, again? Does, it was a little. Am I still on vacation here? <laughs> Just embrace it. It's great. It's going to be 94 degrees today. 94. Hello. Hello. Yeah. I told myself, you are not wearing a jacket to work today. It's going to be too hot. It's going to be hot the whole day. Yes. 94 degrees. And by the way, it's a great day because Ticket Golf League starts tonight. I'm jacked. For all those listening out there, look forward to seeing you at 530 Woodland Hills. Uh, get this league rolling this year. 530 Woodland Hills. You got a full boat out there? Oh, we got a... We are... We're over full. <laughs> oh, the boat! The boat is full, and then there's people hanging on the sides of the boat right? too. Yeah, is that like right? the lifeboats are already full, <laughs> and they're just connected to the boat. It's gonna be a fun time. All right, that'll be good. Yes, it will. Five thirty tonight. Five thirty. Five thirty. Woodland right. Woodland Hills and Eagle Golf League begins, and it will be warm. Do not. I don't. I don't want to see a single jacket out there. Ninety four degrees. Yeah. We're we're gonna be. Polos and shorts, baby. Let the let the beers flow this evening <laughs> at Woodland Hills. 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. So Saturday, Sip, the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. happened. Yes. And it was an epic comeback for an underdog named Rich Strike. If you watch, again, I, I wasn't able to watch it live. I was at a wedding. But I watched the video. I watched the complete race uh, after the fact, and saw Rich Strike come from well behind and make a incredible charge. That that name was even mentioned on the broadcast until like the the final second when he, when he crossed the line. Here comes Rich Strike to win, right. to take down right the, the other horses out there. And so, I want that to be a story that we talk about in in general about underdogs because we know on this show that there are two different philosophies. On underdogs. One of us embraces the underdog every day in life. Mm-hmm. The other one of us likes to be the front runner all the time or be the king yeah. in terms of the sporting world. So I'm saying this. Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby at 80 to 1 odds, one of the biggest long shots in the history of the race. Proves, Sip, there's nothing wrong with being the underdog. Well, I never would say that. It was an incredible race. Um, and I don't, I'm talking about blue bloods. There's no blue bloods. <laughs> these are all three year olds. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, this, this, your little theory here does not apply at all, by the way. Well, I because can, these I, are I, all three I can year olds. use a comparison if you want me to yeah. use that. These are all three year olds. I would say this that, yes, this is a wonderful underdog story, but this is not luck. I mean, this is. This is not luck. I watched the race over and over again. I've watched it several times. Okay. Because it was an extraordinary ride by Sonny Leon. It was one of the, if, if you follow horse racing, you don't even have to follow horse racing. You can watch the race again, Jake. And watch how the jockeys, who's a no-name, a no-name in the business, rides it. Mahoning Valley Park in Youngstown, Ohio. He's not one of the he's not one of the name jockeys in the country in okay. North America. He's okay. just a okay. just a hard knocker, but he got, you know, he he had ridden this horse its previous four outings. And if you the ride he put on this is stunning. I mean, it's beautiful. It's it's a 
it is it is an example, a great example of why jockeys do matter. It's not just oh, they just got to get on a horse and the horse runs fast. No, 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 <laughs> no. This this horse, Rich Strike, was on a. Okay, so I'm going to teach you about horse racing a little I like, bit. I like to be taught a little See, bit this about is, horse racing. Our re- roles are reversed now. Because I always have to, I, I you know, I don't understand golf like right. you do. I don't understand the NFL like you do. Yeah, I can teach you all. I don't that understand stuff. baseball like you do. <laughs> and and, and you're, you, you are a, a horse racing expert. No, is I'm not an expert, but I used to cover it. Okay. So this is an 81, 80 to one shot, as you know. And he was in the he was he broke from the twenty first pole position. Do you understand what that? Means? I saw. Well, I saw. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So he's way outside. Correct. On the extreme outside. And then what happens in the race is this. Okay, he breaks. He does. He breaks last, but but Sonny Leone d- does the exact right thing. Guides him to the rail. Now he's running last or close to last for oh, you know the first mile, half mile. Yes, but but he's biding his time back there. He's way behind, but he's biding his time. Sonny Leone's horse has he, he clearly has a lot of horse. He's running easily. And the fractions, Jake. Now, this is what you need to know. Fraction. The fractions. The 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 time at the the quarter pole, the first quarter mile and okay. the half mile were ungodly fast. Okay, so what does that mean? The horses at the front end are gonna fade. They are. You you just knew it. The writer that I'm reading right now from the Lexington Herald describes them as suicidal early fractions, which. 21.78 seconds for the first quarter mile and 45 for the half. So you you I was telling the guy I was watching a race with that uh the uh the, there's a, a closer's coming. Some, somebody's got to close. The 80 to 1 odds horse. Well, I didn't know that, but somebody was coming. But it, it wasn't that easy. I mean, he if got you in. Watch, a, it wasn't easy at all. We no. had to navigate around all these horses. Right, exactly. These tiny little gaps he exactly. had. Exactly. Good job. You uh, saw yeah, that. Well, the, the, it was funny because it, you, you when you're you watch, exactly right when you watch the the replay from above. There was a drone shot from above. Like it's one thing <laughs> yeah, to watch it yeah. from the actual broadcast uh-huh. of just looking straight on. When you see it from above, it's it's even more incredible. Oh, to yeah. see how, how rich strike yeah was able to go from you know middle of the pack or, you know towards the end toward the back to making this epic run to the finish where again the broadcasters didn't say the name until if the, right. the horse finally won the race basically so on the far turn if you look on the far turn meaning the turn where they're coming into the home stretch do you understand that yeah i got it there he, there he's all bunched up i mean it's there's a bunch of horses and he's got to find his way out of there which he does but then there was one final challenge as he came charging. I don't know if you noticed it, but one of those horses that was on the lead, Messier, Messier, faded bad in the stretch right in front of him. And you know what he had to do? That jockey had to do, Jake? Had to, had to pull his horse to the right and get around that thing. Sometimes a horse yeah. won't react that well to that, won't get restarted. He had a lot of horse. He knew he had a lot of horse. A jockey can tell... If he has a lot of horse under him, he had a lot of horse and you then, okay. Then after he guided it around that horse with, I don't know, I don't know how long there was to go, maybe a hundred yards. And then, and then, he, then the horse just kicked in. It was amazing. Yeah, I watched the race. Really cool. Yeah, it was. Now I get your whole little underdog happy story here. 
But what I would tell you about underdogs is they still got to do what's required to win. It's just not an act of God. Okay, I, I know, and I, I hope that we can embrace that. Yeah, we are. celebrate that. Oh, I because am. This is like this is like Boise State winning the national no, it's championship. Not. It's in not in terms of the odds. Yeah, in terms of the odds. In terms of the odds. In but these are the all three-year-olds. They all have an equal chance. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going off the odds here, baby. These, yeah, it was, yeah, he was eighty to one. It was this. Now, now, this was the second longest odds to ever win the Derby. Dunn Rail in nineteen thirteen. Uh, was a 91 to 1 shot. So this was the second longest odds to ever win the Derby. This horse now this is a this is a, now you got to listen closely cuz you won't understand this. This horse wasn't even supposed to be in the field as of Friday. Okay. He was he was on what's so, called the also eligible. But it basically it's like it's like John Daly as an alternate winning the British Open back in the day. <laughs> yes. yeah, you know I, I got to bring a golf comparison into this. Because in because what happened in in that instance well there's John a Taylor. bunch of injuries okay. guys either is some travel issues with that because they're getting to, to over to you know to the british open and there's also injuries he what was, was the, john daly he was the ninth that? alternate ninth he was was he even in in britain yes he was there yeah he was there just in case he was the ninth alternate okay it's very similar so at night so he had to have had eight guys ahead of him drop out and then the, all and then the eight guys that were ahead of him on the alternate list couldn't play either what year is that uh, ninety-one, I believe. Okay, then that is very similar to it to to being on the also eligible list. Yep. On Friday, so what happens on Friday? This race is on Saturday, obviously. What happens on Friday? A D. Wayne Lucas horse named Ethereal scratched, scratched out of the race. Now that happened at eight forty-five a.m. on Friday. Okay, so the day before the day before the, day race. Before the race. So these. Eric Reed is the trainer. Rick Dawson is the owner. Eric Reed, the trainer, gets a call shortly before 9 a.m. on Friday and says, okay, you're, you're in if you want to go. They've been training like they were going to race, knowing that they might not. So it was that makes it even more impressive by Eric Reed and Rick Dawson. Eric Reed, mainly. He's the trainer, Jake. And these are not high-profile Guys that have won a bunch of races. I mean, well, not won a bunch of graded races. They've won a lot of races, but not graded handicap races. No, nothing even close to this magnitude. Nothing even close to this magnitude. Yeah, they are. it's truly an underdog story. It's one of the best underdog stories in Kentucky Derby history. Uh, are, would you call yourself a general a, a, a horse racing fan? Like, do well, you I watch used to the, cover it. Do you watch the Belmont and the Preakness? And I have a lot of years. Um, not as much. My enthusiasm has waned. But this, oh, well, you know what they're saying about this? And this is what you're, I think you're catching a vibe. They're saying that this is the type of race that can help, help not revive horse racing because it doesn't need to be revived, but add energy to horse racing. The horse racing needed this. I, I, I might counter with this. What? To, to that maybe not being true. Okay. America likes, you know, I would say America is not exactly the, not in tune to who the horses are ahead of time, right? I mean, the, the majority really, of America really. is, no. is watch the Derby to get their fancy hat on, to pretend like they're, you know, got their, both their right pinkies up, like you're in, you know, elegant for this, for this type of yeah. race. Yeah. And you're rooting for a triple crown winner, right? The, the goal every year in horse racing for fans that aren't a big True. fan is to have 
a horse that is just dominant. To have the American Pharaoh from a couple years ago. To have Secretariat <laughs> from years back. Yeah, American Pharaoh. Was yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. All right, good. Go. To yeah. have those kind of horses that can be that you want to tune in for the final races. Can can he? Can this horse? Get the triple crown. Could it win all three? Rich Strike at eighty to one. Now it was impressive how it pulled away. Maybe and maybe you will be a favorite for the next race too. Yeah, you don't. Count. But we want to see. Uh, we want to see the triple crown. Well, <coughs> what about a triple crown with a horse that started off eighty to one? That'd first, be even more incredible. In the but leg, the yeah. thing is, you got to win the next race for the triple crown to be possible. Well, otherwise, the, the, the last race doesn't get the attention. Here's the news. Here's the news, Jake. I'm t- trying to teach you. Okay. In horse racing, you watch closely how the horse comes back right away. Did he, you know, in a horse race like this, there's a lot of stress, and it's stress on the horse. Now, how's he walking when he comes back? Right, is he right. is he eating the next morning? Yep. And yesterday, the trainer Eric Reed, of course, had a pack of reporters at his barn in the morning, and you know that's what the that's what the reporters are wondering. How did he come back? You know, sometimes they come back off a race like that. They're not walking quite right. Um, they're not eating. They're not. They don't feel good. Yep. Nope. You know what? Rich Strike had plenty of bounce. They're they're going to put that horse in the May twenty one Preakness. Okay. Oh, maybe I'll be watching that. And I would tell you this. He said that horse of late put on twenty pounds. Twenty. It's like a good human pounds. being put on twenty good pounds, and its coat was uh, flattened out, and it was uh, shining. It, the horse just looks beautiful. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell a horse that looks. It's just like a human being. Human being comes into work. <laughs> a beautiful man over there. Yeah. Well, no. Human being comes into work. Uh, man, looks tired. Yeah. You, yeah have that's you, usually uh, me. <laughs> have you put on some weight? It doesn't look like good weight. Uh, are you, you okay? eating right? Are you eating right? Are you sleeping? Yeah. No. But this horse right now would come in. You go. Okay. Okay. This horse is okay. Ready you're to go. at the top of the. You're sleeping the top well, of, yeah. eating well, yeah, exercising and, well. Yeah. I was struck by how powerful his his final furlong was it was it was very impressive and by the way can i say one thing before yeah, we, we get got, to our callers, callers anthony yeah. larry calmus calmus god dang i probably butchered his name was on the call for nbc and and his call as you heard was it's larry calmus who Handled the call for NBC. It was an incredible race, obviously. Exciting, unpredictable, especially in the very late stages. And Larry Calmus nailed it. He just nailed it. It was a beautiful race, and he was equal to the task. God bless him. Anthony and Let's Chris. get a couple calls. we got Anthony and then Chris. Anthony, you're up first. You're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Mr. Sipple, first off, I want to say that I read your columns for 30 years. Thank and you, uh, always appreciated it. Always thought you were fair and did a good job. So, Anthony, that's Straight really up, nice right? of you to say. I appreciate that. Okay, man. I got a little story. My ex-wife, long time ago, uh, her dad bought her a thoroughbred okay. horse. Okay. And I thought I was going to get on that thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I like well, this You know going. how this is going right now, right? Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave him a little, or her, it was a her, uh-huh. gave her a little kick. Yeah. And she took off like a bullet that I have never thought. I mean, I've ridden motorcycles. I've ridden, like, there is something about that uncontrolled, um, that you you better hold on, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
you know, those guys are so good at what they do, you know. Yeah, the jockeys, and, uh, the jockeys. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. They're incredible you know, athletes. Oh, amazing, you know. It, it was such power underneath me that, you know, I respected it, and I've ridden horses ever since. But, man, I'm telling you what, a thoroughbred under your legs is is something else. It's just like, uh, I mean, it's like somebody lit a fire under them because they want to run, yep. you know. They're, yeah, they're athletes. So, they're athletes that want to go. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I got, man. That's it. Thank you, right, Anthony. Congratulations. Congratulations on your new career, and uh, I listen to you guys every day. All right. Well, thank you a ton, Anthony. That's nice of you. Thank you to Anthony. Yeah, Jake, those horses. You Now, I worked for a trainer named Danny Coughlin when I was was, um, the age of our producer, Gus. So Gus is working as a producer. I was working in the barns for Danny Coughlin um, before I go to class at college. And here's the things that you notice about horses are amazing. On race day, you know, not all of them are like this, but when you bring them out of the barn, when you take them out of the barn, you walk them out of the barn, they, their horses, it's fascinating. They just start looking at the track. All right, we're going? Yeah. yeah. Are we going? When's this thing start? Yeah. Are, yeah. Are we rolling? Yeah. Is this time? They're, they're ready. They want to go. They just want to run. They want to go. Now, there's some horses that you take them out and they, they're not, and you don't, you just think, okay, this, this horse isn't ready to go. Now, it's not always, you can't always read them exactly right sometimes they're just they're just like that but yeah it was uh but what anthony said is right i mean there were horses i'd have to lead out of them they're stable some horses were good they just come out naturally some horses they come firing out and if you're standing in front of them and not on the side of them those run you over yeah there's a couple horses in particular every day i was scared like oh god what's he gonna do this today gonna kick my yeah, butt. yeah. Gonna kick yeah me. one time i got drug around the grounds by one oh. before danny before danny call got scraped up pretty good oh not really no i mean it wasn't literally he just had control of me you have to have control of the horse i can he see had danny walking in to see you. oh god oh no oh i had him by the there lead. he is I, there's a He's lead drag you have a lead shank and i just I just didn't take control of the situation. Chris is on the line. So a call from Chris on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Chris, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Steve J. There you are. What did you think of the Derby, Chris? I, Steve, I watch that every year. I love the pageantry, the build-up to it. Uh, you know, I think I told you guys a few years back that a friend of mine was in med school at the University of Louisville down there, and he invited us down for the 1983 Kentucky Derby, okay. which was very, which was very uneventful. Matter of fact, I think, I think, matter of fact, I think three different horses may have won each big race, the Preakness Kentucky Derby and the Belmont that year, but uh, it, but it, the the whole scene, you guys. The, it, the party, the, the, the main, what I call the regular people, which, which we were a part of on the infield. You know, there's about, there used to be about 70 or 80,000 people on the infield. That's where the partying was. And then you just looked across the rail and the track at the glamour and glitz that was in the grandstand. You know, the hats, the ladies dressed up. It, you know, the whole thing, Steve, Jake, uh, and, you know, I, I'm, to be a, a, a horse race fan, which 
the only time I really watch it is when during the the three big races, the Triple Crown. But it it was an amazing amazing experience down there, which you know I'd I'd, I'd like to tell everybody to to at least try to go to. Uh, and I think the Kentucky Derby. Steve Jake is the best of the three to go to. It's got the longest tradition, and and the and when they, you know, when they come out when it's race time for that derby, and and the PA announcer says, you know, the 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 city of Louisville, Churchill Downs, and the great state of Kentucky welcome you to the 109th running, which that's what it was in 1983 of the okay. Kentucky Derby. Okay. You know, it was. It was incredible. I mean, it, it, the whole thing, and then, then of course, like Saturday, Steve Jake, the University of Louisville band and chorus sings "My Old Kentucky Home." And and if if there's anybody from the state of Kentucky around you, and you're talking or 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 yelling during that while they're singing that song, they'll tell you to shut up. You know, <laughs> good to yes. know. Thank right. you. Don't don't talk but, during the but, song. No, no, don't talk. That's an anthem down there. But it really is incredible, and that race was incredible to see uh, uh, when they announced that that uh, that horse rich strike was just a fill in. I thought, well, <laughs> good luck to that one. And Steve, what did he pay, Jake? Steve, like one sixty three dollars yeah. on a what a two dollar ticket? Is that what they still are? Yeah, two dollar ticket paid one sixty three sixty. Yeah, one sixty-three sixty. The favorites, Epicenter and Zandon, I think were the were two of the favorites in that race. But what an incredible day! And and you know, the, like I said, we're back here. We're just Nebraska football, Nebraska basketball, and stuff. But uh, but that is one of the great events in the sporting world is the Kentucky Derby. You guys, oh my gosh, breathtaking it is an experience to yeah. be there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, You're Chris. You're welcome, guys. Hey, have a good day. All right, get, good stuff. get this, Jake. The I think you can understand the magnitude of this. Now now understand that this was a mammoth, mammoth upset. But the owner and trainer, they thought they they said we're not entering this horse unless we think we're gonna win. Okay. They they weren't of the mind that Rich Strike didn't have a chance. In fact, Rick Dawson, they were interviewing him. Somebody was interviewing him after the race. This is on video. And, you know, they put the the results on the board out on the infield time, the time and the finish, the, the, the finish of the horses and all that. And while he was being interviewed, he he noticed the time of the race, 2.02, 2 minutes, 2.61 seconds. He told the jockey, Sonny Leon, in the paddock before the race, if you bring this home, this horse home in 2026 we're winners hmm. and he was he was being interviewed and he, and he looked at the board he goes oh my god that's the time that's the time that's i told my jockey cool. yeah he goes this i'm sorry I'm, I'm just startled right now i told our jockey in the paddock if you bring this horse home in 2026 we're winners <laughs> Well, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he he had and to they, gather and, himself. And this was again, this is a horse that was was never winning until the final. Right. He bit. well, till, yeah, till the final <laughs> few jumps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he came on. He was coming on the rail. Larry Colmus didn't see him until the last him. second. I know. It, yeah, he, he didn't mention Rich Strike until he actually won the but race. But he got it. He got it done. I mean. R- Larry Colmas got it, it done. It was epicenter up there. Yeah, it was epicenter, and yep. 
and then right on the rail, this horse just slipped through there and bam. Yeah. So, so it was, um, it was a great story and it could be a great story at the Preakness. By the way, uh, to fix a mistake I made, That's okay. John Daly was the ninth alternate for the '91 PGA Championship. He That's did okay. win. He did win the British Open, I think, in '94, '95. Okay. In you know, so he did win two majors. Yeah, and it's the same but concept. It's a similar concept. I knew yeah. he was a ninth alternate when he no, won. No, that's his first an absolutely major. the same t- type of concept that some golfers had to get scratched out for him to get on, get yeah. in the race. How about eight of them. Yeah, actually, more like sixteen. Yeah, and this this in this case. Uh, D. Wayne Lucas had a horse that was scratched, and that enabled on Friday Rich Strike to get in the race. But kudos to Eric Reed, the trainer, for having this horse ready to roll. Greg ready and Mer- to roll. Greg and Myrtle Beach was there. Was he? Greg and Myrtle Beach was okay. at Churchill. Yeah. Well, Greg says incredible day for racing. It was a miracle on ice type of upset, and Rich Strike was shot out of a cannon down the home stretch. Amazing. Yes. This w- there was 147,000 people at this race. It is amazing. I, I'm glad. How many? 147,000 people. That's how many people were at the Derby. 147,000. First week of May. First week of week, I, I don't know if I, first weekend I, don't know of if I could take that in properly. 147,000. 147,000. Now, Mike Schaefer was at the Derby a couple years ago. We can ask him about this on Thursday when he's here. Mm-hmm. His experience, um, his thoughts. On I would love to. The more we talk about horse racing, the better. This was a great story. Obviously, it's helping horse racing because people are talking about it. I watched the race last night four or five times. It was breathtaking. It was the ride. The ride. I'll go back to the ride in, in our your underdog theme. Underdogs are underdogs, but St. Peter's was good, right? Yes. And they had to play. They didn't. That wasn't just like some kind of like bunch of little guys that. That got lucky. They made like a million threes every game. They no, were they tough. Were, they were, they were good. They were a good team. Sonny Leon put a great ride on this horse who is at the top of his game. The horse is at the top of his game. Or on that day he was. And and the and the rider deserves a the jockey deserves a ton of credit. He couldn't have done it any better. And it was not an easy ride. This was not easy. Now the early fractions definitely helped. Because the horse is on the front end, you understand, Jake, yeah. non-horse race fan, but you understand. The fractions were suicidal. A closer was going to win this race. No way those horses, summer is tomorrow, set a blistering pace. That's the name of the horse. And, it, you know, frankly, the, those horses on the front end were going to come back. They did. Closer won. But Sonny Leon had to guide that horse through traffic at one point, like you saw. I saw bunched the up. Yeah, the, the, Think about going that fast, that close. Right. I mean, those horses are flying, bunched up, and he had to wait for the uh, the smallest gap to get right and then get left. Yep. And then and then he got it straightened out on the straightaway. But then that's there's that tiring horse Messier. It might be Messier. Messier. It's M E S S I E R. You had a tiring horse in front of you, and look what he does. You, you can look later. Yep. Look what he does. He had to pull that horse to the right. Yep. And sometimes a horse will not regain its footing like like it was rolling. This horse regained itself, gathered itself, and then took off again. It was amazing. Great ride by Rich Sunny Strike Lee. for underdogs out there everywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Rich Strike. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You've made Sip a fan of the underdog. <laughs> impossible has happened. It's like Cincinnati beating Bama like, in, the, in the playoffs. I like you talking to a horse like you were talking to my chickens. <laughs>
Yeah, I would but you can talk to horses. I can talk to you horses. You can definitely talk to horses. I talk to chickens. I can yeah, talk you to chickens, too. I'm very, <laughs> very talented at it. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, the, we, the year from hell continues for Nebraska men's athletics. We'll t- tell you what happened next in an early break on the ticket.